What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cast from the Crypt. We took a small break last week. I was not able to put out an episode because I was gone. I was visiting family. Look, all right, some of you might already know this, but I do record this podcast from the upstairs in the Crypt Keeper's house. You know, in the intro, they go in, you see the stairs, and then it makes that hard right into the room to get down into the crypt. Yeah, if you go up those stairs, then you will find the podcasting studio that I set up in here. So, uh, you know, look, it's it's cheap space, all right? All I had to do was was just tolerate the shrieking laughter of the Crypt Keeper downstairs all the time. But uh, I, I made it so that I can't really, it doesn't pick up on the podcast, you know? It's, it's, it's all good. Listen, I am a audio pro, okay? I know how to drown out all that screaming and whatever's going on down in that basement. So, we are back with another episode of season two. We are back to watching every episode of Tales from the Crypt for the very first time. And uh, I'm your host, CJ. I don't know if I introduced myself at the top, but I'm just, I, I just, I can hear the screams. You guys can't, so I, I get a little distracted sometimes. But you know what? I missed you guys. I missed doing the podcast. I missed putting this out. And I missed the ridiculousness that is Tales from the Crypt. I didn't watch any episodes while I was gone. I wasn't even thinking about it. I I really should have prepared better knowing that I was going on vacation. But you know what? Hey, the, we all we all make mistakes and hopefully it doesn't end up in some weird some weird karmic Tales from the Crypt twist for me where like uh, oh, you put out an episode and now uh You've, you're going to miss one whole week of your life because you you made people miss out on some content. Ha-ha-ha. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen. But uh, I'm going to try and put out another episode a little later on in the week so that I can, you know, make up for, make up for lost time. So, anyway, this is Season 2, Episode 4, Till Death. Till death. And now this episode is <laughs> this episode is a fucking trip. Let me let me tell you. Uh <laughs> like see season two is just nonstop. I keep saying it, but they just don't they don't get any worse. The quality never goes down. It's crazy. If the whole season keeps going like this and and I, I I'm just gonna be I'm going to be out of my mind. Like, how did this show ever get canceled? How is this not still going on today if it was this good? This episode came out April 24th, 1990. And, uh, man, it's a a crazy one. You guys thought Madame Vorna was bad. You should see what happens when all of this voodoo nonsense happens to the absolute worst shittiest people just the just the douchiest motherfuckers this crooked ass hotel owner piece of shit and this dumb rich bitch who needs to get pushed off of a yacht or some shit like they're they're just the 
Oh, they're the fucking worst. Watch the episode and you'll be like, these two, ooh, I'm I'm so happy. So happy that you lay down some voodoo on these assholes. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy ass episode. So we're gonna get into it. And speaking of voodoo, we got a we got a couple of people who are casting some real magic on and behind the scenes. So uh, we're gonna get real quick into top five credits of the episode. This isn't one of those episodes with like a crazy like a list star studded cast. Uh, you know, there, there's no there's no Demi Moore of this episode, but it still has just a very solid cast and some really great performances, you know, other than other than the accents that are going on in this episode. Other than that, it's it's a real good time because of these people. But let's take a look at what we've got for top five credits. So number five is Aubrey Morris. Aubrey Morris was the uh, doctor friend of Logan, of the main dude. And he, if, uh, I mean, I didn't really recognize him, but he's the guy from A Clockwork Orange. What He's the caseworker that, like, examines Alex after he gets captured and put into the system and everything. And he's the, he's the guy who spits in his face. He's like, ah, I can't understand. What can we do about you? That he's he's that guy. Uh, I didn't. I've never seen all of Clockwork Orange. I've only seen like the first, the really the first part of it before Alex gets captured and gets uh, all the brainwash shit. But uh, yeah, he's also in My Girl Two, which, as we all know, My Girl is a horror series about bees that murder children. So hey, he's got some horror credit. Number four is. Janet Hubert, who was uh, the aunt in Fresh Prince. Yeah, she was Will's aunt in Fresh Prince. At least she was the first person who played uh, Will's aunt because there was, like, a dispute or something, or Janet just didn't like Will, or Will Smith didn't like Janet or something. But she was on there for a long time, and then I guess they just came to blows, and she left the show. They recast her, and after that, I mean, she... Look, look she, she, she's still working, but she hasn't been getting too many, like, crazy roles. So I think, I think Will Smith might have, like, blacklisted her after, after the show. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he's a, maybe he's a darker dude than we all thought. And number three is Jairus Poindexter. Now, he's on the list at number three above, um you know, above Aunt Viv in Fresh Prince because he's in the show. He's in the one show that was like Fresh Prince that I, you know, it was of my time that I was really loving. Fresh Prince is a little bit before me, even though I watched it and I love Will Smith and it was a great show and everything. This dude was on a bunch of episodes of Everybody Hates Chris, and I love that show. Everybody Hates Chris was hilarious. That show was the absolute shit. Go watch Everybody Hates Chris. 
because this might become an Everybody Hates Chris podcast. We never know. We never know. I only have seven seasons. What is it? Nine seasons of this show to go through. We don't know what's going to happen afterwards. <laughs> but uh, he, he also... He also plays a lot of hobos in just everything. TV, movies, he's all over the place. If you see a hobo in a movie with, like, weird dreads and, like, a peppered beard, that might be this dude. Number two on the list is Terry Erickson. And Terry Erickson was one of the special effects artists for this episode. Uh, He does a great... He does some great pyrotechnics in this episode, and uh, he helped out on the on like the main special effect of this episode, which we'll get into a little later. But because uh, this episode wasn't huge on special effects, but there are definitely a couple of things that I know that this guy was probably behind, uh, and he's on here because he also did the special effects for. The fucking X-Files movie, which was... The X-Files movie is the shit. I loved that movie. It's been a very, very long time since I've seen it. But when I... Back when I was all about X-Files, that movie was great. Uh, He also did it on... He also did the effects on Con Air, which is full of special effects. And we got some more connections... We got another Double Dragon and Super Mario movie connection. This fool did the special effects for both of them. And I, look, I need to, we already have a running tally of how many people were in L.A. Law because of this show. I need to see how much of the Double Dragon and Super Mario movie crew that they got for this series. I need it. So our number one credit for the episode, our winner today is Stephen Dupuy. Stephen, yeah, Stephen Dupuy. D-U-P-U-I-S, so I assume that it's French and it's Dupuy. But uh, he was the special effects makeup artist, and he, I'm pretty sure he's primarily to blame for the, for the craziest effect of this episode. So I'm pretty sure that he was kind of the driving force behind that. And he definitely wins this episode because it is the absolute best thing about this episode. But he also did the special effects makeup on Poltergeist 3 and The Fly 2, as well as Jason X. He he was over here making fused metal face Jason and all the other crazy shit, the weird robot titties and shit he was putting makeup on all of that uh so he's he's a he's a big sequels guy but he also i my favorite (laughs) my favorite credit of his going through the imdb page is he did a movie called contagion and it says that he did the makeup for the city of san francisco and you know you always a lot of times you'll hear like, oh, like uh, a- another character in this movie is New York itself. Chicago is a character in this movie. But whenever you hear that, I doubt that people are putting makeup on the city in order to make it a character. So I was in- just incredibly confused about what this credit meant. So I think I ne- I'm going to need to watch Contagion and see what he did 
with the entirety of the city of San Francisco? Was he just like brushing up wide shots of the Golden Gate Bridge and shit? And he's like, did he have a crew out there just like putting on like another slight coat of, of red on that bridge in order to make it pop for the camera? Like, what was this guy doing to San Francisco, to my city? Anyway, <laughs> that is uh, that is top five credits of the episode. So let's get into uh, let's let's just jump right in to this voodoo madness because that's really what this episode is—just pure voodoo bullshit. All right, season two, episode four, till death came out April 24th, 1990. We're catching up with the Crypt Keeper. He's, uh, he's just hanging out, just relaxing in his place, wearing sunglasses for no reason. I, I guess he just thinks that he's super fucking cool. But, you know, uh, man, he, he's, he's that kind of guy. The kind of guy that wears sunglasses indoors, you know? Uh, but, uh... Uh, see, I thought he was doing like a whole vacation thing because he mentions that it's a tropical tale and pet uh, a, a tale about putrefaction in paradise. So you know, I just got back from my trip when I watched this. So uh, I was I was still all jet lagged. I was like, oh shit, this is a vacation episode. Um, so the episode opens on. A big voodoo dance party. Everybody's having a good time. They're all, you know, just going, just dancing by the fire. Uh, they sacrifice a chicken and the, the uh, you know, Aunt Viv has this dude's picture and the blood gets on the picture and she throws it into the fire. So this dude, this dude starts off cursed. You already know that he's fucked from the get-go, you know, uh... It, it just doesn't bode well. Uh, it goes straight to him. Uh, there's this fancy party that he's throwing. And uh, his name's Logan, by the way. Logan and Freddy are here introduced. They're, uh, Logan is a hotel magnate or whatever. I don't know. And Freddy is his doctor, who is also just as terrible as a person as he is, he hands it, Freddie hands him some papers and he's like, oh yeah, no, the, here's all of the, here's all the final paperwork, putting all the island in your name, ha, <laughs> uh, Miss Worthington or whatever, Miss Richardson, I, I, I forget the name, but, uh, uh, he was like, oh yeah, the, the widow, Freddie, uh, Freddie hands Logan some paperwork and he's like, oh yeah, here's, here's all the, like the deed to the island, you know, it's all yours now. Uh, good thing, good thing that the, uh, the widow who owned it, like passed it all up or whatever the fuck, however it happened. And, uh, uh, he goes, oh yeah, my, my hotel is about to be huge. It's about to be great. Yeah. Too bad the widow's not here to see the, uh. Uh, too bad the widow's not here to see the grand opening. Oh uh, yeah, just like it, it's too bad that you weren't there to see her when you know. 
Oh, yeah, just like it was too bad you weren't there to make that house call when she had that heart attack, huh? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, just like rubbing shoulders and shit. So, you know, they're already fucked up people, you know, these are these guys are the worst. So then Logan sees this chick across the room and he's like, oh, damn, who's who's this? Oh, man. And uh, Freddie tells him, oh, that's Margaret uh, Richardson or whatever her name was. And uh, she's, yeah, she's crazy rich, man. It's, it's not even a joke. You, you know what? And, and honestly, this, this, makes me, this makes me wonder about something a little later on in the, in the thing. But we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But uh, he's like, oh, yeah. So, so this chick is rich and she's hot. But his his friend tells him oh she's a bit high strung which you know is code for she's a massive bitch uh they go over there and uh and you know they get to the highs and hellos and everything uh freddie introduces them and uh he he's like oh i thank you for experiencing the pleasures of my island and she's like uh mm, pleasures of the island huh it's just like way too humid over here and this food is so spicy and and she look looks around and she ethnic and i was i was immediately just like god damn it are you are you fucking kidding like i know i know what you're trying to say we all know what you're trying to say anytime someone's just like oh it's a little ethnic around here eh? <laughs> We know you're just trying not to say nigga, man. Like, come on, just just come out and say it so that you can get slapped, bro. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it just she's she's just the worst. She's the worst in all of them. Everybody's the fucking worst in this, and they're they're all the same. And this is this is just look. This whole episode is just top notch white bullshit and not even look I'm, I'm not this isn't this isn't white people all right this is you know these ones these are the white people you gotta you gotta make sure you differentiate these are these fucking uh just you'll you'll see when she's just like oh mm, you need to get better help i don't trust all these people are just like mm, these shifty characters these uh all right yeah but uh <laughs> you know these people and these are exactly these people. But uh uh Logan, yeah. So but even even at, at the time even Logan he looks at Freddy he's just like god damn like what is up with this bitch? He's like I told you. He's like yeah, she's a man, she's a huge uh he calls her a bitch on wheels. So uh one of Logan's dudes comes up and he's like, hey, we got a problem. You got to come. You got to come take a look. So he goes out and uh, he he goes and talks to them. And it turns out that he's got a bunch of quicksand all up in his land. Not just all like his his whole shit is just swamp and quicksand. And uh, they had already lost a guy to it, and he's just getting all pissed off. He's like, well, you can get pissed off, but that doesn't change the fact that literally all of this is just is just ooze. That's all you're dealing with. Uh, yeah, he, he, brought, he brought 
prime property at the sand front, you know, but it's it's quicksand, not beach sand. So hey, but uh, and and man, the the accents on these. <laughs> Uh, the accents on the on the Haitians they're uh, they're supposed to be Haitians but the it's just oh man i i wonder how much they got paid to to do these to do this these parts but um yeah it's <laughs> and the quicksand itself is hilarious to me because it he throws his hat down uh in in his anger and look a hat a hat is not very you know, a hat is super light, and it just sinks so quickly for having no weight. So this shit, this shit's not even quicksand. This is just straight up, like, this is just straight up water at that point. You know, like, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what's going on with this shit. So he's pissed. He goes back, and he bumps into Fred, and Fred's just like, oh, well, what's up? What's going on, man? Uh, you you look pretty bad. And he's like, and he tells Fred about the whole thing, and he's he's ruined. There's there's nothing they could do. It would take millions on top of millions in order to build anything. And then they they get a little idea. They're over here looking at Margaret. And he's like, hmm. Well, she's got millions on top of millions. Maybe we could. Maybe if I hook up with her. Uh, so he goes over there and tries, but she's not having it at all. She, she uh, calls him a boorish young hustler, which, I, look, if, if someone called me that, especially a dumb bitch like this, I'd, shit, I'd be pretty, it's, it's not very often that I have to look up words in the dictionary but it's not that much of a slam i mean shit you could you could just throw some bars behind that that's a good rap line hold on hold on look check check one two uh hold on yeah turn my headphones up yeah all right uh yeah Boris Young hustler coming with the muscle yeah i don't need no manners because my rhymes they always crushing yeah I mean, like, you can, look, that's free, all right? You can have that. Drake, Kid Cudi, I don't care. Kanye, well, maybe, you know what, I don't, you, you don't need that shit. You're going to have to pay me. But everybody else, you can have that for free. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's, she's, just, she's just not having it. She's not into it at all. So she takes off, and it cuts to him at uh, Aunt Viv's door, he he's going to visit Will, but uh, she's she's just not happy to see him. He and he's over here talking about like oh like I just wanted to come see an old friend, but she's not having it. She she has a great line. Uh, uh, she she says what we haven't been friends since your fancy friends didn't approve of you bringing your own dark meat to the party barbecue, and I was like damn that's that's hilarious. But, uh, so he, apparently he came up with the craziest plan. He jumped straight to this after, after he, after he struck out. He goes over to this bitch for a love potion. And, uh, he, he's like, oh yeah, no, just, you know, we used to, we used to fuck and you do crazy voodoo, right? So, uh, why don't we, why don't we get into business together? Get me a love potion. And so she's like, all right, you want a fucking love potion, bro? So she, she gives it to him and, uh, she warns him. All right. So 
She lays down the rules, all right? There's there's an instruction manual for all of this. So, one drop, all right? One drop, and she'll be your wife. One drop, she'll become your wife. If you give her two drops, she'll become yours for life. Those are the instructions on on the bottle. And then she gives him a really upsetting kiss. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, so after that, you know, this, this guy's, this piece of shit is armed with date rape, loved serum. So, uh, he, he goes over and has like a business meeting with her. And this, what I thought was weird is like, why are you over here showing her all the plans? Are you, are you already trying to like get the money like through a business thing, but maybe he's just showing off or something. I don't know. I was just kind of confused, but she's just complaining the whole time. She, she hates it all. Uh, she's like, Oh yeah, my father was in real estate and you know, his first he had three rules. He had three things to look for in putting down money on places and location, location, location. And this, and she says it, she says it in the stupidest, just poshy, bullshittest way. I, oh, I hate her. I hate her. Uh, but she, she goes, she goes, oh, location, location, location. And this place is disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. And I was like, why the fuck are you saying it like that? Uh, just, yeah, I, look, every, everything that happens to these people from here on out is, is, you know what? Look, it's okay with me. Fuck all of them. But, uh, so, uh, she's talking, she's just talking more shit about everybody. She's just over here talking shit about everybody, about him, about the island, about the servants, everybody. And, uh, he's like, oh, well, uh, I, I, I hope this will be a little more to your liking. And he drops, he, he takes a drop in, puts it in her drink like the piece of shit that he is, and then they toast, and she drinks it, and all of a sudden, she's just getting all hot, she's like, is it hot in here, he's like, yeah, it is, and it's gonna get even hotter, and he goes to kiss her, and then she just gives him the most pansy-ass, ineffective slap, like, she doesn't even try, but she's just like, uh, over my dead body, and then she just takes off, she walks away, so he's all butthurt, and he goes to bed, but after later that night she just appears in his window uh and it's all it's like some weird kind of dreamy sequence there's you know the the sheets are like flying all over the place and like the window sill or the uh the curtains and everything they're all like see-through so it's all flowy and shit it's all glowy and flowy like uh how Rob Zombie always puts his wife in all of his movies, how she's always just like, ah, oh, like flowing around and shit. It looks exactly like that. So uh, she she shows up and she comes into the room and uh, she's all about it now. She's just like, ooh, hey, what's up, Logan? Like, I, I just couldn't stay away from you. I need you so bad. And so they, they just fuck and... Uh, after that is when the episode gets real weird. Now it it just kicks up into high high nonsense gears. Like it goes ludicrous speed immediately. 
we just get to watch a greedy hotel dickhead and a racist ass bitch get fucked up by voodoo. So the next day, uh, Aunt Viv, or her name is Psyche. I, I forget when they say it, but her name is Psyche. So Psyche is just, it just shows her in her, in her uh, house, in her little shack, just like lighting candles and spinning some wheel and there's voodoo dolls on it. And then it cuts back to them. They're in bed drinking champagne. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh, don't call me Margaret anymore. Call me Maggie. Ooh, I'm all sexy now. So Maggie is still a racist bitch, even though she's found love now. I guess love doesn't change these people. It's just, they're just bad. Uh, Only voodoo helps them. She's, she's She's still being the fucking worst. She's she's still being like that, and he's already just like, ah, oh, fucking this bitch. So uh, he just dumps the rest of the love potion in her champagne and gives it to her, which, I mean, come on. Really? Like, ugh, just... <sighs> These fucking people, they're all... They all deserve this. Everything that happens is exactly what they... What needed to happen. So... Uh, he just dumps all the rest of the love potion into the champagne. They drink it, and she just starts going crazy. She's just like, she's just all up on him and everything, but then she starts convulsing, and he's flipping out. He's just like, oh shit, what happened? But, like, the fuck do you think happened? You just poured the whole ass bottle in her drink, you dumb piece of shit, you fucking bastard. So, uh, he... And, and it starts cutting, like, back and forth between her convulsing on the bed and Psyche. And Psyche's still doing her voodoo shit, lighting candles, but she's, like, chanting some shit. And it's the same thing that uh, Maggie's saying on the bed. So she's like, I guess she's controlling her or something. I don't, look, the, the voodoo powers are very confusing in this one. It's, uh, I, I, like, I don't know if she's influencing, uh, Maggie to do whatever's gonna happen, or, like, if she's killing Maggie, or whatever's gonna happen, but they're, they're saying the same thing. So, Freddy shows up, and, uh, he's, and Logan's just like, you gotta do something, come on, man, uh, and, uh, Freddy's like, I don't know what's going on, did you, did she, like, ingest anything weird and of course being a piece of shit logan's like oh mm, no ingested anything weird no i i don't know oh i don't i don't know anything about that uh so and then she just like leaps up and grabs logan she's like ah logan i'll love you forever and ever forever and then she just dies just end so they they confirm that she's dead she has a funeral and then Logan's Logan's pissed off at nobody because he killed this bitch. But being being a white, he goes and blames it on the black lady who gave him the shit rather than himself who poured all of the shit into her drink. So he goes banging down her door, Psyche's door, and he starts choking her out. And he's just like, oh, you fucking did this. You killed her. She's like, bitch... I didn't do shit. I only gave you what you wanted. Uh, and uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna kill the shit out of her, but he's like, oh, you know what? 
going to prison. You're not worth going to prison over. And he leaves. And she's like, oh, yeah. Prison's the least of your worries, bro. Where you're going is a thousand times worse than prison. So he's uh, he's off getting sloshed. He's getting wasted and uh, just being all sad about Margaret. And he goes to her grave and he's, he's just like, oh, God, woe is me. And this bitch pops up out of the grave and kisses him. And he flips out immediately. He's like, what the fuck? But she doesn't even remember being dead. He He's like, we we had a whole ass thing about you being dead. She's like, I, I don't know, but I'm back now. And, and she she's more concerned that she broke a nail and that she would never see see Logan's dick again rather than being dead. So, but uh, there's there's more unclear voodoo shit that happens, and uh, it I'm I'm just more confused. See, anytime anytime crazy voodoo like anytime crazy magic or any powers come up, it always just makes it it forces me to ask these questions because what is this voodoo doing? What is what is Psyche doing? Is she does the did the potion bring her back from the dead? Did the potion give them like a connection that would allow Psyche to raise her to get her spirit back from the dead? Or did like uh, she she's able to like see what's going on, so does the potion like let her track what's going on or she's got she also has voodoo dolls, so I don't know what's going on with these powers, alright? But the next day uh, Logan comes into the house and Ma- Maggie's made him breakfast. I keep wanting to call her Margaret. Maggie's made him breakfast and, uh, she's just like, oh yeah, give me, come on, I made some breakfast for my snookum wookums, which, oh God, God damn it. Just, oh, mm. oh, just grating on my ears. Uh, and he's just like, oh, shit, yeah, breakfast, that's cool. And he sniffs the air. He's like, man, it smells like something fucking died in here. And you look, you're you're look, you're looking kind of weird. You're looking kind of off. But she just ignores it. She's just like, oh, well, I mean, hey, everything's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just eat your breakfast because you're going to need all that energy to just fuck me all day, every day. And so he's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> which I mean, if, if what, if it wasn't, you know, because of love potion, then it would be a pretty good life, but you'll, you'll see, you'll understand what, uh, what, what trying to, trying to cheat your way into relationships get you. So she's, she's back to life, back to reality. It's, it's complete and everything. So he goes back to Freddie and he's like, oh man. Hey, you fucked up. And Freddy's just like, nah, man. D- dude, there's there's no way I fucked up, man. I did all my fucking up in England. That's why I'm here. He's like, nah, man. You you really screwed the pooch here because Maggie is alive. And uh, Freddy's like, no, that's, that's impossible. I had that bitch embalmed. Like, there's no way that, she, that she's alive. <laughs> and as he's saying this, Maggie just comes just comes around the corner from the back with a giant butcher knife and just cleaves this fool's head straight off of his body it's it's just so sudden and so great 
and you you get you get to see like a little glimpse of what Maggie's become right as she does this. But um, she she just she just slices straight through this fool's head, and which there's here's another question: Does is is it just bloodlust from being undead, or was this like the voodoo plan all along to make her? completely homicidal as a as a zombie i don't i don't know i don't know if she's being controlled or what or or if it's just she's an autonomous love zombie but who who knows it's real gross though whatever it is because this bitch her face is just, it's all like rotting and it's all coming apart. Her eyes are all sunken in and her, her mouth is like decaying and shit. And this was quick. I don't know. I don't know uh, how long, how like it, this, this had to only be a couple of hours, but I, she's, she is decaying fast, real, real fast. So uh he's he's just freaking out. Her his friend's head is just on the table in front of him. And and she's just over here just like, "Ooh, come on, baby, give me a kiss." Just mm. And just throwing the shoulder out and shit. <laughs> and he runs for his gun. He's like, "Fuck this." So uh he he starts shooting her and she goes down and he's like, "Oh, thank God. I can't believe I killed her." But, I mean, she's undead, so I can't really have killed her, right? And he's right, because he definitely did not kill her. She pops back up, and uh, and she's just like, Oh, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? I just bought this dress. Now it's full of holes and shit. So he dips out of there. He's gone. Uh, there's, there's a chase through the forest, and, of course, being a white person... He he trips on some branch in the forest. He's like, oh, oh god, hurts his leg like like they always do in horror in horror films and shit. And uh, she's right behind him. You can just see her just running with her lantern in the in the darkness. She's like, ooh, honey, come here, come here, give me a kiss, come here and get some of this. <laughs> and uh, he he runs into like a clearing and he takes a look at her. And she is, she's just, there's, there's nothing left on her. There's, she's just fallen apart. And it's the, oh my, it's seriously the best thing that I've seen in this whole series so far. Like, l go and look, watch this episode and see how well they do on just putting the, making this bitch rot. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. So uh, he he's backing up. He's like, no, oh my god, no! And he backs straight up into the quicksand, and uh, he's sinking and looking at her and sinking even deeper and just going crazy. Like his whole life is just shattered right now. But uh, she pulls him out. She saves his life, and uh, he kicks her into the into the quicksand which uh which makes her shatter uh the the oil lamp and she sets on fire so she's on fire and she's on qu and she's in quicksand 
So he thinks that he's done. He, it's it's game over right there, right? She's done. Into the depths. So he goes back to his place and uh, takes a takes himself a victory drink, and uh, he's he's just over there patting himself on the back, just making jokes and shit. But then there's a tap on the window, and he looks. In, in fear. And there's another tap of the window. And he's just like, oh no, please, God, no. And then the final tap on the window is just her busting through this whole, <laughs> this whole window. And she's, she's just half skeleton now. Just completely, just all sorts of, she, she just gets so much grosser every time you see her. And he's, he's done. He's finished with it. He's just like, nope, I'm not having any more of this. He scrambles over to the doctor's bag. <laughs> and for some reason, the doctor has two bottles just labeled poison in there. There's there's one that says poison on it. And then another that has the skull and crossbones. And who, what medical professional just has poison? Like, who doesn't see that? How did he even get to this? To oh, my God. Do, do they not check people at these parties? But whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, and he, he just downs both of these bottles. Just all the poison that he can get his hands on. And he has a hilarious death. He's just... You know, the, the whole thing. Hams it all up. And uh, yeah, he's dead. He's gone. Credits, right? No. Mm-mm. Nope, there's more dancing. Everybody's having a good time, and Psyche uh, spits some uh, voodoo juice at him. He's, like, tied up to the bed, and Psyche spits some shit at him, and he wakes up. He's like, oh, oh, damn, I, I thought I was dead. She's like, oh, yeah, you were dead, but I told you, didn't I? If you give her, if you give her two drops, she'll be yours for life. I'm not going back on my promise for that. And your life is not over, bro. I got someone in here who is just dying to see you. And Maggie, skeleton Maggie shows up with uh, with Fred's head in a cage. I don't know why Fred is, why his head is there, but it's not even shrunken. It would have been great if he had a shrunken head. But uh, he's just over there just cracking up, just throwing jokes out and shit and uh and she's she's just going in she's just going in to get some of that dick he's back from the dead and they're gonna be together forever and the only thing that hasn't rotted away on this bitch is her tongue and the last shots are just her going in for the grossest kiss just skeleton face and this gross ass rotten tongue and him just no no <laughs> it's it's it was the best it's so fucking funny guys guys uh, oh my god all right so after that it, that that's the end of the episode the crypt keeper comes back and uh he's he's just you know what i don't even want to talk about the crypt keeper because he's just over here getting all horny over skeleton margaret and and talking about 
getting dead people from the from the ground from Psyche. So I don't even wanna I don't even wanna deal with him right now. That's the end of the episode. Like I said, the special effects on this episode, Maggie's decay is the best part of this whole episode. It is some of the craziest, grossest shit that I've seen come out of this show so far. And this is why this is why the quality of season two is is out of this world. It's spectacular. There are some shows today that don't get this much better when <laughs> when their second seasons come out. Like it's it's craziness. Now I obviously in later seasons it's definitely gonna decline. But I'm I for for season two at least I want to see just how crazy all this shit gets. Go watch the episode. You can find every single episode of Tales from the Crypt on iTunes and Amazon and, like, uh, yeah, all that shit. Or you can just look up the episode episodes online. You can probably find it on YouTube or, like, Dailymotion or something. You can find all these episodes. Go back and watch them. It's so great. All right. Uh, that was That was just completely craziness. But... We're actually going to raise its source material from the dead and take a look at that. See how closely they followed it. It's time for comic versus show. Alright, so the source of this episode comes from Vault of Horror number 28. And uh, it's the same title of the episode. They didn't change that. Uh, this is a Vault Keeper story, so once again, the Crypt Keeper is over here stealing people's work. But uh, this is actually, this comic is completely different than the episode. This is a full, like, adaptation in a completely different direction. And the first thing that really jumps out about this comic is that it's uh, it's a second-person thing. This is the only non-choose-your-own-adventure thing that I've ever seen or read that was that's in the second person. It's like, oh, well, the, even the Vault Keeper says it's like, oh, you're going to live through this experience. You're going to experience this story like it was you happening, like it was happening to you. But, uh, I mean, you know, as, as this is a comic from the 50s, I can't really relate to Steve, this fucking white plantation owner who's over here, like, you know, <laughs> just making all the, all the Haitians work for him and just be like, ah, these natives are, yeah, uh, not really, not really my power fantasy, but I mean, it's the, it was the typical power fantasy for dudes in the fifties and probably some, a lot of some old folks today who are talking about mm, back in the good old days, you know, you know, but, uh, I, I'm pretty sure this was like the closest thing that they had to VR back in the fifties, a comic book where it's just like, Oh no, this is you like read this comic. See this guy happening. This guy's you. Oh my God. This is like, it, it, this is like if they had video, like they had no, wait, the 50s, was Pong invented? I don't know. Uh, Pong might have been, like, in the 70s. Like, I don't know. I don't know about, like, ColecoVision and shit. I don't know how old all this shit is. But, uh, this, this is probably, like, the best thing that they had for 
transporting themselves to a different sort of thing. Just like, oh, yeah, like, this guy in this comic is you, but... You know, in in a Tales from the Crypt comic, I don't really know if that's much of a uh, fantasy that you want to have. So uh, it's so like like I said, it's a it's a plantation on the island. It's not a it's not a resort. It's not a hotel. Uh, he's a fucking plantation owner, and uh, he he built the plantation in order to like he wanted to build it up so that his fiance could come over there and they had like a nice place to live. So it starts off with uh his fiance showing up and the so it's not uh it's not logan and margaret it's steve and donna in this so uh he's been waiting on donna to get there for two years and her boat arrives and he's just like oh you're steve and your fiance is coming on blah 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 so he's all happy for a little bit they're just like hanging out and then all of a sudden she gets sick and she's like, Oh, like I'm, I'm, I feel faint and stuff. And he's talking to his, uh, he's talking to one of his, one of his servants named Jebco, Jebco. Uh, and, uh, he's like, Oh yeah, she's got, I know what this is. She's got fatal jungle fever. <laughs> no one ever survives from it. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Jungle fever. And yes, that is actually, guys, I, actually, this is no laughing matter. My girlfriend is afflicted with fatal jungle fever, and I am opening a fund so that you can donate to me so that uh, we can we can help cure at, at least like, you know, ease her pain through these trying times. <laughs> so uh, she dies. The 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 jungle fever is fatal. And uh, they they bury her. They have a whole funeral, and you're very sad about this. You are. So after that, he's just all pouty. I mean, as you would be. And Jebco, Jebco is legit like feeling for this dude. He's like, bro, man, like I hate to see you so sad, man. Like, uh, I I can I can help you out, man. Do you like what would you what would you give to have her back? He's like, oh man, like I would do anything to have her back. Like I want her forever. Like blah blah blah. He's like, all right, I got you, bro. I got you. So uh, Steve goes and gets drunk. He's he's just all sad. And Donna or uh, and uh, Jebco and the rest of the Haitian people do their voodoo shit. And they bring back Donna from the dead. And she goes over to you and you're very happy about this. <laughs> she she just like shows up at Steve's door. He's like, oh shit. And yeah, you're super happy. So um after after a couple of days, it it does the whole So alright, so it's not immediate, although you couldn't really tell the time frame in the episode. Uh it, in the comic, it says, all right, well, like, it's been a couple of days and she starts to stink. And uh, it's, it's like, right then he kind of realizes that, oh, shit, she's back from the dead and she's decaying. Like, oh, fuck, like, this is craziness. But uh, he doesn't do anything about it then. So, because he, he's just still with her for weeks. It Weeks. And she's just rotting and decaying. Like, shit's just falling off of her. And she's still just like, ooh, what's up, baby? Like, don't you think I'm sexy? And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, fuck. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, and the even even the comic, God, you can really tell that this comic was written in the fifties. <laughs> just like she stinks up the whole items, but or she stinks up the whole island, but the natives don't seem to mind. Oh, fucking. Uh, but uh, yeah. So he's he's fucking done with it. He's like, nah, I'm I'm finished with this. So he tries to shoot the shit out of her again. Uh, well, he, he shoots her, and he, like, tries to hack her away, he tries to hack her into pieces with a knife, and it's just like, oh, yeah, he just only, the only thing that accomplished was making her look more ugly, so he ties her up, and he, he gets her into a helicopter that he owns, and he just kicks her out of the helicopter, uh, into the, into the jungle, he's like, please, just, I hope you just hit the ground and just blow up, and I'm done with you. And then uh, he goes back and he has a couple of days of peace and he, he thinks that he's won. He, he's everything's great for him. But uh, she just shows back up. <laughs> One of Jebco's just like, uh, bro, she's she's back and she's looking for you. And he's and he's just done. He's just finished, so he, once again, he goes for the po- bottle of poison, this time it's just in his, in his medicine cabinet, he just keeps poison in his medicine cabinet for who knows why, because I guess he's, well, I mean, he's a plantation owner, so he's, one, he's already probably a murderer, and two, he might as well just have fucking poison anywhere, um, but, uh, yeah, he just, he just eats all that poison, and you die. Yeah, it's you. And and Vault of Horror like shows it shows you going into darkness and everything and Vault of Horror, I'm pretty sure they solved it. Like they they confirmed that there's nothing after death. They say it's nothing but but blackness. So I mean, w- hey, listen, spiritualists out there, this comic has cracked the code. You you don't need to you don't need to search anymore. <laughs> we we solved the mystery. Uh, but it says that you're you're in you're in darkness, but then you hear the sound of thunder. But it's not thunder; it's drums. You wake up and you see a wall of fire. And Steve's just like, "Oh shit! Like, why am I alive? I I thought like, what what happened?" And Jebco shows up and he cuts him down from the from the post. And he's like, "Oh, well, I mean, you told me that you wanted to be with Donna for all time, right? You won't you'd do anything to be with her. So uh, yeah, here." Hey, bro, I brought you back. Now you guys can be together forever. And uh, Donna's very happy about this. So that is, that's the comic. It's, like I said, wildly different from the show. Uh, everybody's still super racist, so they didn't, they didn't get that out of it. But, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like all, everything that happened in this <laughs> in this uh episode and comic was was justly deserved <laughs> well uh that is that is it for that's it for this episode of tales from the crypt and uh unfortunately i don't have a shriek of the week this time uh you know i was i was hanging out at, at the families and they're not huge on horror movies so i didn't really get to didn't really get to do much. I finally watched it too on the plane, though. I mean, what I got one of the uh, one of my shrieks of the weeks out of the way. So hey, but next week we'll be back with another episode. And if you've been having a good time, if you like the podcast, go ahead 
and uh, give it a rating on any podcast app or just anything that lets you rate things. Just throw five stars at it and uh, tell everybody about Cast from the Crypt. All right, folks. You can find me all over the social medias at CJ Damoka, CJ D A M O C H A. And I'm on Twitch, so if you like video game nonsense, you can come hang out with me over there. Everybody, take it easy. I'll see you next time. And stay spooky.